0: to talk to everybody welcome to, Ju- to July, everybody um, wanted to talk to talk to you Dustin, about some westerns yeah we had a, a semi-western kick and then we had we did uh, stuff that came across uh oh doesn't sound right came across our laps and uh we decided <laughs> uh hey, we got a couple more westerns uh, yeah, exactly on the docket so let's get into those uh, now that we have seen them All Let's right. do it. I want to start first with open range.
1: Okay. Beautiful country. Man can get lost out here. Forget there's people and things that ain't so simple as this. How long have we been riding together, Charlie? Now on
0: ten years. Mm-hmm. You know what to call that? Call it a decade. I always hoped somebody gentle and caring might come along. I'm not who you think I am, Sue. So. My name's Denton Baxter.
1: You know, folks around these parts don't take the free grazers. Always been country plenty for man and beast. Times change, Mr. Spiderman.
0: Most time a man will tell you his bad intentions if you listen, let yourself hear You reckon them cows worth getting killed over? Cows is one thing, but one man telling another man where he can go in this country is something else. The law man
1: just sat in that jailhouse sort of sneering, sticks in my craw.
0: Whole town knows there's a fight coming. I just hope it don't spill over to them. Max's men
1: bushwhacked our friends, shot him dead,
0: shot a 16-year-old boy, too, and clubbed him so hard, he might not live. I got no problem with killing boss. Never have. Men are going to get killed here today, soon, and I'm going to kill them. A man's got a right to protect his property and his life, and we ain't letting no rancher or his lawman take either. you to know that if i don't ever see you again that i meant everything i said to you and i appreciate everything you said to me you should have run when you had the chance spearman you're the one killed our friend that's right Not know this, but there's uh, things that gnaw out a man worse than dying. So, Open Range made my list to watch because it was released 20 years ago. Um, so, that's notable, as you might know if you listen to this uh, show. Um, what would also be notable is if I Googled things and had them ready before I started talking. Open Range. I even remem- remember in 2003, it was like a big deal. It was like, oh, Kevin Costner directing this movie. And yeah. even then I was like, oh, that's that's cool. He's not a director. <laughs> um, Kevin Costner did in fact direct this film and he stars in it with Robert Duvall. You've also yep. got Annette Bening, Michael Gambon in here. Um, and uh, with, a, with a screenplay by Craig Storper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a Western. It's called a revisionist Western on Wikipedia. Mm. Uh which I never heard of that designated post classical variation of the traditional Western the revisionist subverts the myth and romance of the traditional by means of character development and realism to present a less simplistic view of life in the old West. I would say this movie kind of does that. Um yeah, v- it's maybe it's not that subversive, you know. It, no, it, it, it may it might depict there, might be a little bit more verisimilitude like maybe more accurate use of weapons and sure things like that but it's not it's not revisionist or subversive it's it's pretty it is pretty romantic romanticized yeah. actually yeah um so the movie uh so the movie is, is Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner are a couple of open open rangers open range cattlemen sorry not open rangers <laughs> that sounds like like a wife swap for like a for cowboys? For cow, well, for any ranger, Texas ranger, uh, right, yeah, sure, park ranger, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Texas ranger. Yeah, if you're a ranger, put your keys in the jar and have a good yep. time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if web series weren't like so played out, that should have been something we did, Dustin. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a no, that was a polite. No, <laughs> that was a polite. No, that was Okay um yeah sure um so uh so there are a couple of open range cattlemen um as opposed to people who like own property and you know ranch that um yeah and they're out there living um you know the 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 idyllic existence just kind of roaming around with their cattle and their horses and their little friend diego luna and (laughs) um and their big friend uh, I don't even know which actor plays um uh plays uh Mose. Um but anyway, there's just four people out there and it's it's the life is good, right? Life is fine, everything's good. Their needs are met. And um Abraham Ben Ruby. Okay. is his name. And so uh something happens um to one of their men and it, the responsible party is in this nearby town um by the way it's 1882 sorry um and um it's 2002 <laughs> they drive there in their tacoma Their prius yeah <laughs> um and so uh you quickly meet uh, michael Gambon, who's like this uh he owns the town he's just this very wealthy um guy and he's He's sort of the, the, he's got the the sheriff, the local marshal bent to him. everyone in town's afraid yep. of him. um it's his town, and he does not yep. like open range cattlemen, and he essentially admits like, yeah, I fucked up your guy cause I don't like you. go away <laughs> yeah um, and Robert Duval's like, no, <laughs> mm-hmm. and conflict ensues, right and uh so anyway um i I, I used to own open range. I bought it uh, on a whim when I was 17 or something and sure. then it was stolen from me by a Delta employee <laughs> um, so I don't know if I ever I think I saw open range once Sure. Um, but I was interested because the trailer made like big use of Kevin Costner doing a thing where you pull the hammer back on the on the Colt, and yep. and you can fire it faster I was like oh my god is that even real is that a thing you can do yeah um, anyway so i was aware of the movie and i i knew that it was it seemed like it was considered solid by anyone who'd seen it um but i've not watched it as an adult until this viewing until now um and um i would say that i enjoyed it um i was surprised the movie opens and it's like touchstone pictures and i was like oh my god this is a a touchstone yeah i I didn't yeah it's 2003 that was still around yeah um but I thought that the pace was really good for this movie. Um, I'm usually afraid that there is going to be uh, too much lingering with westerns, especially sure. more modern westerns, because it's like, oh my god, like let's let's pay tribute to, to the to the old west and show you lots of landscapes, but not like advance the story at all. Um, and this movie wasn't too slow; it it progressed pretty well, and I thought it was it was well directed on all counts. But um, there's other stuff I got. But what did you think of it, Dustin?
1: I thought it was pretty good I thought um it it, it it it's sort of a classic western um so I'm not sure I fully agree with the idea that it's a revisionist but but I do think that um you know, it's just a more modern take in terms of violence, but everything else plays like a classic Western to me. Um, You know, it's romanticized. It's, um, you know, kind of a a straightforward story. There's not a lot of twists and turns, and it just kind of plays out the way you'd expect it to. Um, And not in a bad way, but, you know, that's kind of how the Westerns go. And, And, yeah, but it's just more violent than your typical... You know, like John Ford, John Wayne picture., um, so for to that end, sure, revisionist fine. But I don't I, I wouldn't even consider that revisionist. I just consider that a modern take on a classic formula um, because audience sensibilities have changed, right? So, um to me, this is like,, um, okay, so, By the time this film came out, films in general were more violent and uh, had more gore to them. um, And they were just a little more visceral and brutal. And so you just took what what we were used to and just did the things that you can do now without, you know, like pushing people away and i think that the western we, we tend to think back on the western through our modern lens and say like oh look how like quaint and and whatever it was but you have to remember a lot of westerns that we now consider really tame were once considered really brutal um yeah and 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 really frightening and so um it, it, it's it's like a weird evolution of it where now we're looking at it and going, yeah, this is a little more brutal than, than your typical Western. But in another 50 years, they're probably going to look back at this and say, look how tame this was. Um, and so you know it's just the the way that the storytelling evolves but um but i thought it was good i thought kevin costner does a a really good job acting the direction i think was interesting to me and and maybe this is more in the editing but um you know there there's some i would say an overuse of like cross dissolve um mm. to the point where i was starting to get confused because typically a cross dissolve would denote the a passage of time Yeah, it's,
0: time has passed
1: and and I feel like it was being used not that way here. They'll, they'll like um, they'll go from
0: like a close up of Kevin Costner talking while they're about to go to sleep, you yeah. know, cross dissolve to like a wide of their camp, and you're like, oh, is this like the next night? And then he just right, says the next thing, and you're like, oh, it's, oh, wait, it's
1: we're still here. <laughs> Stop <it>. <laughs> <laughs> So so there's stuff like that that I think you know is is whatever. But but the truth is like all that aside, that can, that can also just be a stylistic choice. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean bad direction. Um, so, so I'm not going to say Kevin Costner did a, a poor job here. I think he did fine. And he certainly knows how to work with actors. He got great performances from, uh, Michael Gambon and from, um, Robert Duvall. Um, and so I, you know, give him, give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, as well as just how difficult it is to, to direct something you're also starring in um and um i would imagine i've never done it um but uh, <laughs> that's my little disclaimer um but but yeah i mean it's um it's a good little movie um i i don't think it was groundbreaking i don't think it no. stands up with a lot of your classic westerns like this like the searchers or stagecoach it, it doesn't quite hit that level for me of of like the the mythic west um but it is a good movie and it's certainly not a slow slog of a movie which you know it totally could have been um and um yeah it, it's a it's a longer film it's upwards of 2 hours um but it doesn't really feel feel it um and so yeah i i enjoyed it i thought i thought it was a good little throwback um, I don't think Hollywood would make something as simple as this today. Mm. Um, I think that it would, it would be something a little more, yeah, it would be a little more subversive, um, a little more revisionist. Um, but, but yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, and I think I gave it three and a half stars.
0: Yeah. And what it is, is a very clear passion project for Kevin Costner because, you know, directed by him, produced by him, starring him. And it's based on a you know a book, The Open Range Man, by Lauren Payne. And you know, I, without even reading the history of this, I can tell you that like that all would tell would would suggest to me that usually when you're a producer on a project, like if you're an actor and you're producing a project that you end up starring in or you're heavily creatively involved in, it's because you're looking for you know that's part of how you get movies made that allow you to take control of your career. To I was watching an actors on actors today with Dakota fan uh sorry L Fanning and Jenna Ortega And they were talking about why they both started producing like on their shows like i think L Fanning is a producer on that show the great which my wife mm. is watching right now she loves it mm-hmm. um and then Jenna Ortega is going to be producing this next season of uh of Wednesday, Wednesday. and L Fanning said for her it was you know uh, an up and down of being an actor is that the industry and other people can kind of just decide what your career is going to be and what you can and can't play and yeah. producing is one way you can go oh now I'm going to like look for projects and I will develop them myself and and get them made and yeah. so that's just fresh in my mind and and here we are talking about open range which we've been planning to talk about for like 2 weeks and that angle just popped in my head just now but yeah you know, so if you're watching Open Range, you're watching, you're essentially watching what is the end deliverable of Kevin Costner saying, "I want to make a western." Yep. And this is what it is. I mean, he the, the guy clearly loves Montana. I think he didn't. Get, doesn't Yellowstone take place in Montana? I mean, like I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin Costner loves Montana. He loves the yep. old west. Um. He he. <laughs> you know he like he likes. I was dressed up like a cowboy, and he did a good job, and he made a, a he made a, a solid movie. Yeah, um, yeah. The only thing for me that that like was a misstep here, and that's more of a nitpick than anything else. It's just I think that the middle acts the middle act was dragging a little bit because there are time, mm. and you know, to be fair to Kevin Costner and to the screenwriter, um, uh, what was the show I just watched? Godless. Godless had the same problem. Um, where there's not a lot of threat. I feel from the bad guys in the middle of the mm. story you mm. know they're they're bad when you introduce them and then they're just kind of in specs um there were times here where i'm like i can't believe they're able just to go to annette benning's house and they're not harassed by all these these people in town don't they know that their friend is like mm. uh convalescing there yeah yeah wouldn't like if I were the bad guy, that's where I would go. And I would tell, yep. I would point a rifle at Annette Benny and be like, you need to move aside or I'm going to blow your head off because yep. these men aren't welcome here. Right. So anytime they were there, I was like, what is this? Like, tag? Like, is this like a free zone? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. It's like Switzerland. Right.
1: <laughs> no, it, it's true. I mean, the, the, the I, I think. There's one of two ways that you write this. You either write it where the hero and the villain don't really meet up until the end. Yeah. And then you do it where they are are continually meeting up throughout the film. Um, They went with the second way. I mean, in, in a in a weird sense, like Michael Gambon disappears from this movie for the entirety of the second act. Yeah. Yeah. His henchmen are there, right. but he himself does not show back up until the climax, and that's it's such a strange choice. You know, it reminds me of like Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, where Kirk and Khan don't actually ever, you know, meet up throughout the film. Like they're mm-hmm. they're talking to one another, but they but they they're not in physical presence with one another, and um, and so they kind of went that route here. But it, yeah, it didn't quite work because you always felt like, um. Like things were just okay. Yeah. Right. And, and like occasionally we'll bump into somebody yeah. that's going to cause us a problem. But, you know, uh, theoretically there would be, I mean, the town's totally livable. R- then, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just every now and then you're going to have a tussle. He had a, and he like,
0: has, Kevin Costner has a dream where like those men are like in her house about to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And it's like a dream. And I'm, but before I realized it was a dream, I was like, oh, okay, good. They are there. They they right. broke into her house. They're going to, they're going to try to kill him. Yep. And then it's like a he's just like a horrible
1: war dream. It's like man I almost I almost wish they had developed that more and like had Kevin Costner, you know, with like I don't want to say PTSD, but yeah. like, you know, some sort of um like the specter of of these villains kind of hanging around, yeah. which would cause him to do something that instigates something or or he makes a mistake because of it. Yeah. Um, you know, he almost harms Annette Benning uh because of it. Yeah. Like, eh, go go the extra mile. Let it let him hurt her. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, that's you know, there's good storytelling potential there that, you know, maybe the villain is is in internal villain and not not necessarily an external villain. And then your film kind of becomes about something more, you know, internally psychologically. Um, but you know, the film just kind of sticks to I'm the big bad sheriff and right. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna run you out of this town, fella.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Th- that ending shootout is worth it. And ju- just like yeah. in Godless, you've got this big long shootout where a lot of cool things happen and 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 that's really well directed. Like him I just, just shot choices. Like, like where's the other three that the guy, you know, the, 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 what's his face, the guy who, who, the, the, the clown who tries to steal Airbud uh, that actor, um, he, he's the, um, he's the guy yes. up in the barn and he's like helping yeah. them and he yep. counts like eight people. And Kevin Costner looks and he can see the three shadows of the other guys and just yeah. stuff like that. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like that's just nonverbal storytelling, geography. Mm-hmm. And then, and our protagonist being smart, like I, yes. I can't stand it in movies when people get snuck up on because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I hate it so much. It's the worst <sighs> thing,
1: especially when you when they like add the Foley of like, yeah, it's like okay. them walking he, up. Clearly, he's over there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You can hear you can hear things with
0: your ears. And I also just thought that Annette Bening was just fetching in this film. I thought that she was like <laughs> she was perfectly like Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> whatever that was didn't
0: agree it was a smoke detector <laughs> oh um yeah so like uh anyway i thought that was was great in the film too um
1: yeah i agree i think she had good chemistry with kevin costner and, yeah. and you get like this weird boyish thing from him and you know this like you know uh conservative you know, uh, uh, dignified woman that that isn't isn't gonna just hand herself out to the first guy that comes through, um, and and yeah, it's 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 a good dynamic, you know, that the two of them have, and they have good chemistry, so that yeah. sells it. For me, the best part of the film is watching Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner yeah. be you know friends and you know buddies. Like that's that to me is the best part.
0: They have a cute little friendship, and there's a there's a nice yeah. ongoing like little thread of like, of Kevin Costner's like, uh, crush basically on Annette Benning and Robert yeah. Duvall picking up on it instantly and yep. constantly just being sort of nosy about it. Like, what are you looking at? You know, like, and he's yeah. got like the catalog with like the tea set, and yep. he's like. Or you know, and they're about to leave, and he's like, "You need to go talk to her." Like just, just little stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's like in grade school. Like, go talk to that girl, man. Like,
1: right, exactly. Go, go talk
0: to her. We may not be back. Anyway, that's open range. Um, mm-hmm. That's on Amazon Prime. If anybody wants to wants to check it out. All yep. right. <clears throat> the main event now. What I'm really here to talk about. Yes. Is Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Let me to change out the batteries. Good evening. Civilized towns. You look a man direct in the face when you talk to him. This isn't comfortable. Well, it's not supposed to be.
1: <laughs> There's a uh, situation. Serious. Mrs. O'Dwyer was abducted.
0: She is my everything, and those savages have got her. God knows what they're doing to her. Every second, they'll be delayed. You know who did this? I don't have a name. How many of them do you think there are? It won't
1: matter, you have no chance against any number of them.
0: I'm, I'm coming with you. No, no, I need you here. And this is what a backup's for, to help in emergency, not stay back. I'm coming. We're making a five-day journey in three days, riding along and sleeping the bare minimum. I don't know what's west of here. No cattle trailer or anything else goes in that direction. If our horses die before we get there, or we go into hostile territory, weak and foggy with exhaustion,
1: we won't rescue anybody. Don't be scared. I am a friend. You aren't. Damn you! You had no cause.
0: If you want to question my morals, do it later. Alright, so Bone Tomahawk, um Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a different it's a that's a different alarm. Sorry. Uh, Tara. Will you tell him he has 15 minutes left on his tablet? Alright, so Bone Tomahawk was directed and written by S. Craig Zoller. Mm-hmm. Starring Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox And it's also a western But it's not it a western like open range At all
1: I, I would I would venture to say it's a horror movie With a western veneer
0: Yes, the Wikipedia has it as a Western horror film mm. um, And this film Is essentially about A group of people um, On a mission to recover uh, A couple of their townspeople Who were taken by Savages Yes. And messed up things ensue. <clears throat> yes. Um, where did you hear about Bone Tomahawk? When did you first become aware of Bone Tomahawk?
1: Um, I remember when it came out, um, I did, I did not see it, uh, but it was one that I was like, Oh, I'm interested in this. I didn't know it was a horror thing. I just saw Kurt Russell and said like, Ooh, I want to see this. And I just never saw it. And then I think red letter media did a, a review of it. They did. And, and then I was like, Oh, it's a horror movie. And then I was like, I have to see this now. Yeah. And so, and, and then I just. Never saw it, and then I think you brought it up, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. I will
0: watch this." Then I can't remember, and I don't remember why I watched because I saw I I I was aware of Bone Tomahawk. I, I just remember that I would saw the poster with Kurt Russell, and then I had heard, I think I'd heard someone casually say that they liked it. Something I don't know, and then yeah. then Red Letter Media came out with their video, which was like a year or two ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I had watched that, and I rewatched it after seeing it, and I didn't remember that you know you shouldn't watch it if you hadn't seen the film but i didn't remember plot i I had i all my brain did a good thing it forgot all the plot details from that video and it just remembered that it was recommended that it was something worth checking out that's all we need to know so all i remembered about it was bone tomahawk is violent but it's good yes and so i didn't know there was horror elements either Mm. um The movie begins with someone getting their throat slit with a dull blade. Um, And so I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And then the person who's doing it, it pans up and we had just watched all the screen movies. It's David Arquette. It's
1: David Um, Arquette.
0: (laughs) Um, And and right off the bat, I realized I I like the script um, and I like it because it's not too period appropriate um, and therefore hard for the general moviegoer to follow sometimes you get scripts where it's just like okay clearly the person did a bunch of research but i can't latch on to any of this yeah um but the but it's also not like super contemporary and therefore anachronistic sure like people talk uh pretty close to how we might talk yep um but still like with word choices that are not quite modern
1: yeah and i thought
0: it was perfect Yeah, I thought the writing was perfect and I'd never watched. Oh, and and there's a little bit of I mean, there's obviously an intentional comedy angle here in this movie. Yeah, I had I don't think I've I can think of another Western made these days or ever that where I go, oh, my God, I enjoyed this script. I just really enjoyed the characters in in the writing
1: yeah that's what stuck out to me too. I thought that the characters were well developed like yeah. I had a clear sense very early on who they were, what they stood for, what their it, like worldview was like I had a very good idea of of how Matthew Fox was different than kurt russell mm-hmm. and and yeah. uh very <laughs> and well yeah yeah and 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 so you know I had. I had that reaction. Like I like these characters. As far as the dialogue goes, it's like almost theatrical sometimes. Yeah. Like it is. It like you said. It it, it is both contemporary and, and and of its time. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it never feels. Wrong. It never feels wrong coming out of their mouths, um, and 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 to me, like that's a huge success. I wrote a I wrote a western in college, yes. and and researching the vernacular of the day was both a really good thing and a really bad thing because it, it, I felt like. If I stuck too close to the way people actually talked, it would hinder the audience from being able to latch on or understand what I mean. Because some of the word choices, like some of the words they used have completely different meanings now than they did then. And so it's like that, you know, how 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 accurate do I need to be? And I felt like this film hit that that perfect balance of feeling accurate, feeling uh, contemporary, feeling heightened, and you know all of the above and and yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. so i I, I also loved this script.
0: Uh, I thought that the the pace was really good. It's very fast. The conflict is pretty immediate, and you know it's very clear in every scene what what we're doing. The story is simple. We're not following multiple groups of people and having to interweave a plot. We, we're following three three or four people. Yeah. uh on a on a rescue miss on, on a rescue mission um and uh i think the movie really is great uh, especially once you get to the troglodytes and you start introducing their their terrifying roars and yeah. it's really really engaging and even when no action is happening it's just I loved it. Like it was, I, I just sat even after like a few scenes, I was like, I think I love this. And like halfway through, I was like, <laughs> this is great. Like, yeah. I, I just, I was really enjoying this movie. I I would probably give it like a four and a half or something. Like I, I, uh, I just really enjoyed it. And I, I yeah. love everyone gets, everyone gets cool moments. And, you know, like I said, it gets really violent. Uh, there's a particular scene where something terrible happens to, well, I don't want to say like terrible happens to a character, but I, I, there's a very violent death that occurs and yeah. um it's awful. And yes. um and, uh, and it, 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 it just makes the movie so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Agreed. That may, that moment may be the most brutal thing I've ever seen on film. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't watch a ton of horror movies. No, but it and, feels that way though. It feels, but, but it just, yeah, it feels brutal. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe like in terms of gore and violence, I mean, it's up there, but just that unsettling feeling of like oh, yeah. watching what happens happen. Yeah. Um, yeah it'll stick with you, man. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately I watched this before open range. So I went into open range feeling like I did uneasy. Too. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh no. I, what, what's going to happen? And I'm like, Oh wait, that was the other movie. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: the enemies are just men, just, just horrible men. That's all. Yes. Yeah. Correct.
1: Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> it, so I, I also had this moment, um, I guess it's was probably like approaching the third act where I was like, I think I love this movie. Yeah, like I think I think this is a fantastic movie, and and I will say, by the end, I felt a little less enthusiastic than I did at that at that third act mark. Um, I think that it it doesn't end the way that I would like for it to um and i always hate to knock that against against a film but like i do think that there are loose threads there are some Mm -hmm. things some missteps in in the in in the way that the story is presented um and we can talk about that in a minute i love this movie um i gave it four stars um i love this movie it's just the ending it's just literally the last few minutes that i have issues with
0: I really thought that it was a good, a good turn for, for Matthew Fox also who yeah. like is, is seemingly like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he just, if, if, if he just isn't getting good offers after lost, if he just is not interested in any roles with more visibility after lost, yeah. I don't yeah. know what it is, but like, even from like, even from speed racer, you know, I remember all of us like really liking him as racer X. We're like, he's great. Like, and it's just yeah. this like, th- like underappreciated like turn in these movies. And in this film, he's just so good as like this self-described r- smartest man in the group. Yeah. he's just he's all his shit's real tight, you know. He's he's yep. just everything's yep. together. He's got it all figured out. He yep. tr- he dresses real nice. He's smart. He's got yep. this really awesome telescope that he won't let anyone use because it's mm-hmm. it's from Germany and yeah, it's it's really nice and no one else can appreciate that. I I just, I love that guy. I was like, I love the, I love this character existing in the old West. Like he's, he's, he's ahead of his time. He has to live in this dirty, grimy, you know, lawless age. And he's just, he's a, he's a civilized, enlightened, intelligent man. Um, you know, who,
1: who, who, uh, yeah. I think Matthew Fox is way better than people give him credit for. Yes. Um and I think part of that is like by the end of Lost it had a lot of people had soured on it. Yeah. Um a lot of people I think kind of felt like Jack was not as promising at the end as he was at the beginning. Okay, sure, whatever. Um, It's debatable, but I think that's in the writing. I don't think that's in Matthew Fox's performance. and uh, Because I don't think his performance got worse over time. I think the you know, uh, th- the way that the audience connected with the show got worse over time. Wow. Um, and so, so I've always felt like he's underappreciated and yeah, maybe it's just after that experience, he's like, you know what? I'm kind of done with the big movie thing. And if he settles into being like a character actor who shows up every so often and something that I love and nails so it. Be it. Yeah. yeah. Cause he, cause he nailed it here. And there's a moment towards the end uh, with him that I was just like, this is such a great piece of writing for this character, um, and uh, I, I and it's delivered perfectly by Matthew Fox, and and I I think he kind of stole the show for me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he does. Um, he's just such a good character, and and it's such a good performance. Yeah. But that's not to knock the other performances because they're all great.
0: Oh yeah, uh, Kurt Russell is great in this movie. Richard Jenkins. This is the most I've seen him disappear into a character. Um, yeah, totally. Probably. Yeah, he's he's really great. Um, yep. Just this nonstop talking, you know. Yep. <laughs> and playing deputy. way
1: older than he is. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I had a little bit of trouble seeing him that old because I don't want to think about Richard Jenkins dying.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, and, and and Patrick Wilson does a great job. Patrick and- Wilson, he's
0: another actor who's under, who's unappreciated. So that, that guy yeah. for as long, I don't remember when he first came to prominence, but the earliest film I can remember Patrick Wilson in is The Fan of the Opera. Yeah, and he's great in that movie. He yes. sings. Yeah, his he's, he's, he's acting is great, and he's yep. just—he's I don't think he's ever been nominated for an award for his acting. And no, but
1: he's good. He's, he's great. got a charisma, and like I love Patrick between- Wilson. I, I do too. And so, yeah, I think that's probably the first time I saw him. And then, yeah. and then of course, Watchmen and yeah. and moving on to the Conjuring series yeah. and Aquaman and whatever. So like, he's been around, yeah. right? He's, he's in a bunch of stuff. Wasn't like, he, um, like? wasn't he in uh, Lakeview Terrace? Lakeview Terrace. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. He's in Lakeview Terrace with Zoe Saldana. <laughs> <South Valley>. um, <laughs> and uh, he's just always been there, yeah. but, but yeah, no one really like, Talks about him, and and he's and he's good, and he's really good in this role. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I I do want to talk about the very end. So so if we can let's if we can put a tag on if you've
0: not seen Bone Tomahawk, you really should see it. It's fantastic. Um, and it's currently I don't know where it is right now. Where Uh, where did I see this on Tubi? It's on Tubi. Okay, was it somewhere else when I first watched it? Go check it out right now. You can do it. No strings attached. That's right. Totally free. Just a few ads. Can I say real quick about the ending, just to just ease us in? Yes. I really love the lie. I really love Kurt Russell's final yes. piece of dialogue. I was agree. It, uh, say hello to your wife, or say, or say hello to my wife. Say, I'll say goodbye he- to my wife. Yeah. And I'll say hello, I'll to, say yours. hello to yours. Yeah. I was like,
1: oh, it's so yeah. good. It, it's a, it's a really good line, and yeah. that's what I mean by things feeling a little theatrical. Yeah. Like the dialogue, like that's that's very heightened like no one really yeah. talks that way that's movie but that's dialogue. a really that's a really good line. Yeah. Um I I I I love the ending. I th- I think the ending is fantastic. That mm-hmm. third act is great yeah. and from the moment they get into the troglodyte cave it's like engaging and yeah. and then of course watching like Patrick Wilson fight his way in is yeah. th- that's is engaging. one of the, the
0: best things is just like you you assume you might assume that once they leave him out there to like to, to after he's been knocked out and they've set his leg that he, that's it he's just gonna die like we'll never right. see the character game we won't know what happened to him they'll come back after they save his wife maybe and his yeah. body will be gone and and you won't you won't know what happened yeah you know but the guy just like hobbles along and ends up saving everyone's lives just slowly yep. picking off and making smart choices like he sees the smart. cave and he essentially says well, that's a little obvious. I'm not going to just walk in
1: the front door, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And he knows to steal the 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 the, the vocalizer yeah, thing. The, yeah, yeah,
0: the neck piece.
1: Yep. Um, the
0: neck whistle. Yeah.
1: yeah, right. Smart character. You know, great yeah. choices. Um, yeah, totally on board with him. What What I buck up against uh-huh. is is two things. One, I feel like the film ends well, before I get there, I, I, I feel like um Kurt Russell making his last stand with, you know, there's three we know there's three troglodytes left mm-hmm. and we hear three shots. Um that and 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 Richard Jenkins puts the rock down that he was gonna use to defend himself. It's like a you know, I, I trust him. Yeah. He's he's done it. The the three are dead. Um, I would like to have seen that happen. Um, I, sure. I I understand the the artistic reason that they didn't show it, um, but to me it leaves everything feeling uneasy. And and obviously this is not a franchise film, so I'm not expecting a sequel. So to me it feels as if we've ended the film in a way that leaves room for a sequel that'll never happen Sure, or, 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 you know, to me, the biggest thing was obviously saving the people, but then the secondary like goal of that is we've got to kill these troglodytes. Like they, they have to be done. And I think leaving it up to our imagination to assume that it's been done, uh, is not as satisfying as it could have been. Yeah. Um, like I would have loved to have seen the film continue. You hear the three shots and then there's one final encounter with one really mean, you know, troglodyte who's got a bullet in his shoulder and, you know, he's the last survivor. Yeah. Right. And like that, that to me would have been, and then if they then kill him, then it's like, oh, whew. I can breathe, but I don't feel like I can breathe at the end of the film. Um, to me, I feel like we're still waiting. And then the hmm. movie just ends. And so that dovetails into my second thing is the movie just ends. Yeah. Um, and and I have this thing where I don't like when films end, when the, the – st- like, okay, we've completed the story. Great. But what does that now do for our characters, right? It's not enough – to have this the, the goal completed, we have to know how this affects our characters. And maybe this comes from, you know, the fact that I, I'm so attached to the Lord of the Rings, but like, you know, you, you have so much at the end of the Lord of the Rings after Sauron is defeated that you get a sense of like where these characters are going and what their headspace is and what the experience has done to them. And, uh, and I think that this particularly could have used that because it seems all too easy that they escape from this, you know, hellish situation with seemingly no trauma. Um, the, the, the um patrick wilson's wife who's been there for a while and seen some some stuff let me tell you yeah like for her to just kind of walk away makes the threat feel a little less permanent um and and i would have loved to have seen her now dealing with like being jumpy or feeling you know whatever kind of way yeah. um after this this incident it makes it then feel like there's a permanent scar that's been left for her and as it is it just feels like okay well i'm done with that i'm gonna go back home and (laughs) and and i wish it had more weight to it um and uh and, and and same with like richard jenkins throwing the rock away okay sure like i understand what you're telling me the audience is that they're all dead but for him dude pick that rock back up you don't know you know what i mean and (laughs) and the fact that he throws it away makes the threat feel less intense um if he held on to it like he probably did it but like i need this i need this right then there's a permanence to the threat um and and i feel like this film needed that and then lastly um the film at the beginning, you see Patrick Wilson's wife. She, he says, like, can I do anything for you? She says, yes, read this letter to me. Mm-hmm. And then they get interrupted. He reads it before he goes on the trip, but takes it with him. Yeah. And we never see it again. We need that last scene right. of him reading that to
0: her. Um, I was afraid that he'd be like reading it to her as he died or something.
1: Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Something like that.
1: I I knew as soon as he read it in the room for us to hear mm-hmm. that we probably weren't going to hear it again, right? Unless there's like more to it, or there's like a spin on P.S. it that throughout <laughs> the course of the film we we now view it differently. Yeah. Um. But um. But yeah, I do wish that they had brought that back into play and said like. The way that I would have done it is, will you read this for me? Yes, she leaves. Then he takes the letter and puts it in his pocket when he leaves, Yeah. but he does not read it for the audience to hear. So that at the end, when she's feeling traumatized by this, he reads it and she- is soothed she's comforted again yeah maybe there's the thought of like does that make the woman feel less powerful or whatever the man reads to her and makes her feel comforted sure but to me the idea of having the trauma remain and having the you know that letter pay off i think is you can dovetail those two storylines together. Um, you don't have to, which can, yeah. but you should come back to the letter and you should feel a sense that the characters have undergone something traumatic. That's fair. So so for me, I, I'm like loving the movie. And it's literally that last like two minutes of the movie that I'm like, oh, this is almost like perfect. <laughs> and and so anyway four stars for me um but but certainly 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 worth your time and uh y- you may very well enjoy that ending more than i did um in which case you'll love the movie
0: yeah and i th- I, th- yep. I wasn't bothered by the ending all, but you know i i i more just look out for like the rest of the movie is such is so well executed that even the abrupt ending i'm just like oh well you know that's fine you know i just yeah, sort of sure, yeah, sure. Eh, yeah whatever that's cool yeah yeah um so yeah i do love bone, bone tom hawk though like i would yes. i would i don't know that i'd be like i'm itching to watch it again <laughs> sure but um but i i'm into it and it makes me want to watch his other two films uh, i think i saw some of <laughs> Cell Block 99 i've mm. not seen dragged across concrete um yeah. but you know um, I'm I'm into it. So
1: this is one of those movies that even if you don't want to like necessarily watch it again, there is this like urge for me. Like I have to show this to somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, don't tell them anything about it. Just could, like, Let's uh, watch a Western.
0: Yeah. This is one of those things. I feel like if you or, or you and I or eight, one of us had seen it and we were in college, we would have told the, everyone else like
1: we all would have.
0: Hey, yeah. we're going to watch the bone Tomahawk. Why? What is it? Just watch. Just just let's watch it yeah
1: and and i can i can i can hear in my mind's eye john going oh at the at that moment and uh you know
0: i can hear kellen dry heaving like oh <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah cool well those are those are those are two movies there so um awesome yay, yay. all right well enjoy that everybody yep okay see y'all next time